welcome to the sermon podcast feed of Liberty Church Collingswood, where we want to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in Collingswood and surrounding boroughs, or wherever God has placed you. Find us at libertycollingswood.org. Part of our mission is preaching sermons, so here you go. Keep in mind that these messages are designed to bring the timeless message of Jesus to bear in specific contexts to specific people. The whole eternal word, changing worlds thing. Would you hear good news here? Bon appétit! Today's scripture reading is from Ephesians 3, 1 through 12. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that, has, that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which, has not, which has, was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is, what, what is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages in, in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he was, has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with the confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for, uh, for our church, for our body, Lord, and I thank you that you have uh, brought us here to, uh, to worship you and to, to, to praise you, Lord, um, even as we're spread out in our own homes and, and uh, through the internet, Lord. We are worshiping you together. Uh, God, as we, uh, as we look into your word in the Bible, Lord, I pray that, you would, that your words would be uh, would be made known, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us, that you would change hearts and minds, um, and God, that you would uh, ultimately show us, Jesus, how much you do love us and love all mankind. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen. So it's great to be able to share with you guys, you all today. Um, and uh, my name is Blake Smitley, as, as uh, Jim and shared, I'm an elder here at Liberty Collingswood. Um, this past year in pandemic life has been, uh, it's been hard on a lot of us. Um, many of you uh, at home I may not have even met. Um, and so I'm glad to meet you uh, through your TV, uh, but I can't wait till we can actually meet in person. Um, I can't wait for, for more face-to-face um, and be able to, to love each other in that way. Um, 
And uh, for those of you that I've known for a long time, I, I miss you all dearly. And I'm so, I'm so glad that I get to speak to you and I can't wait for more conversations and, and, and time spent as we start to open up a little bit and, and feel better about, about meeting. But yeah, this, this past year has been hard on all of us. Um, you and I have dealt with so much pain and suffering uh, in the past year uh, because of COVID. Um, we've experienced fear, sadness, anger, lockdowns, uh, events canceled, um, relationships put on hold, uh, loss of loved ones, loved ones being sick, um, loved ones being in the hospital uh, alone. There's been a lot of pain. Um, but also alongside this, there's been a, 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 a with, with all this pain that we've, we've felt with because of COVID, um, there's been a, a, a national conversation about racial inequality. Um, the deaths of uh, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, um, and, and many others uh, have, have um, brought to our attention uh, just the sadness of, of life lost. Um, it's brought a, an eye-opening conversation that, that things are, are, are not right. Um, it's been heartbreaking. Uh, and I believe it's been, you know, as, as far as a conversation, it's one of the most important conversations um, uh, of, uh, of my lifetime. And I think it's important that we, we listen and we, and we, we, we look into this. Um, even this week, we've seen violence against people in the Asian community in Atlanta. Um, and again, we, we, we grieve. We grieve the people that have died. Uh, we weep with our Asian brothers and sisters who, uh, who have lived in, in fear and, and um, that there's been violent attacks in this past year uh, and, and, and longer. It's not just been this year, but this year has, has definitely um, stood out and, and, and increased it. Um, they've also uh, dealt with verbal abuse and... and, and uh, uh, in, in rising, um, rising amounts in, the, in this past year. And uh, I believe we must stand up for those who are treated unfairly. Uh, and we look for action that we can take um, to show the love that we have for our neighbors and the love that, that God has for us. For this Lenten season, uh, as a church, we've been leaning into the biblical language of lament, specifically as a way to open a door for racial reconciliation. Um, and Jim has been sharing that we've been conversing uh, somewhat through, through a book by Mark Vrogop, um, Weep With Me. And, and, and um, going through that book and learning, learning uh, a lot about laments uh, and how we can see that we get to see them throughout the Bible. We see the, the, the language of lament and how it, um, the Bible uses it. Uh, it's been humbling to see how listening to others in their moment of lament, in the times where they're uh, turning to God, complaining to him, asking him for change, and ultimately trusting in him, despite and in the midst of their pain and hurt. Uh, listening to that has, and reading this has helped me to have more empathy for my brothers and sisters. Uh, it has, uh, it's also helped me give a framework for my own uh, sadness and sorrow that, that I've been feeling, even in this past year. Uh, so I've been thankful to read through that book and to, to uh, converse with that through, uh, through God's word in the Bible. And uh, one thing that I've, I've realized more through this past year um, and has come up as, as I explore uh, 
racial inequalities in the world around us uh, is that we all have different experiences in life. I'm, I'm struck at the struggles, sorrow, and humiliation, humiliation that friends and coworkers uh, have been through just because of the color of their skin. Um, and there's a whole history of Christians using errant, wrong um, teaching, biblical teaching, to further racism, which, which breaks my heart and, and, and is, uh, is painful to, to hear and to listen to. Uh, just to name a few, I mean, we can go all through history, but the, you know, even the Crusades in God's name, you know, people went out and killed Muslims. Um, and, the, and, and the U.S. Native Americans, their land, and um, they were displaced and their land taken uh, because they didn't believe like the European Christians believed. And the, the, the Europeans believed that they weren't, they weren't Christians, so they weren't um, as much a human as they were. We see African-Americans were kept as slaves, and we saw humans owning and using other humans for their labor. And even after emancipation, there's segregation, Jim Crow laws, uh, redlining used to inflict uh, immense hurt and pain to people of color, um, often so that uh, the majority of white Americans can hold on to comfortability and power. Uh, and even Recently, in January, we, witnessed, uh, we were witnesses to people angry at the outcome of, of an election uh, attempting to violently attack the U.S. Capitol building. And many of them were waving Jesus flags and thanking God for their victory. And this broke my heart, and I know it broke a lot of our hearts. Um, and there are many that are skeptical and, 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 and are wondering, uh, and many rightfully scratching their heads at the actions of people who proclaim uh, that Jesus is good news. But their question ends up being, if the gospel is good news, the question that, that we have is, the gospel is good news, when people act like that, um, what, what happens when the gospel ends up not being good news to other people? When they see those actions, when they see the uh, using of, of God's name, the using of Jesus to, to further enact violence and, and hatred, so what happens when, when the gospel ends up, to some, not being good news? Looking at a history of racism uh, shows that um, many have proclaimed the gospel of Jesus uh, and have not fully understand, uh, understood Jesus. And they have not fully understood the scope of, of, of his love and his great love for his creation. They miss the connectiveness that Jesus has with the people that he made, and the people that he loves. Uh, alongside of reading um, Weep With Me, I've been reading uh, another book by uh, a man named Jamar Tisby uh, called How to Fight Racism. And I recommend it as reading it. It's a, it's a really great reading. Uh, uh, it's a, 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 a Christian man who, who gives us some really good um, specific ways that... that the church, you know, that we as the church can step up and be a leader in loving others as, as far as uh, racial reconciliation. Um, it's very practical, and I've enjoyed reading him. One of the ways that he uh, suggests is that we need to be teaching what the Bible says about 
uh, about God and race and, and, and how God looks at his people. And uh, so that, that's where I want to go with today. And in Ephesians 3, as I've read, uh, we get a glimpse into this truly great news, um, this, the, what the real good news is of the gospel. Uh, and Paul, as he's talking, he's talking to the, to the Gentiles. Um, now, Gentiles, the Gentiles are a massive group of people. It's actually, uh, the Gentiles are, um, they're literally everyone who's, who's not a Jew. That, that he's speaking to everyone that doesn't fit into the category of being a Jew. Uh, and so this is a, it's a massive, broad category, um, which many of us fit into. Um, and he starts talking about this mystery that God has revealed to him. And he mentions that um, it has not been revealed in generations before. So, so, even, so before that, in history, nobody really understood this as, that well. It was a mystery. They couldn't understand what God was doing. Um, but at this point, God made it known. Uh, in verse 6 of Ephesians 3, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. You know, uh, the, the words here, being heirs together with the Jews, that, that all people are heirs. They're, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're adopted into this family, and they, and they have the same rights and same, uh, um, they're, they're from the same family. Uh, as, as the Jews, and, and, Je- and Jesus has brought them into that, uh, that they have the same promise. Uh, this was amazing news. This wasn't, this wasn't just like a little thing that Paul just kind of slipped in at the end here. This is the amazing good news is that, that, um, that the gospel is for everyone, that Jesus has come to earth, died, rose again, uh, and had this relationship with everyone, not uh, not just for the Jews, not just for, uh, uh, for, for anyone else. It's, it's for just one person or one group of people, but for everyone. It's not a secret club. Uh, this family that, that Jesus has now created through his death and resurrection is, is multi-ethnic, uh, every color of skin, beautiful tapestry of human family. <clears throat> uh, it crosses all ethnicities, nations, and groups. Uh, even, and earlier in Ephesians 2, actually Ephesians is a, a whole big letter to the to Galatians talking about how great it is that, that they are welcome into this family. And in um, Ephesians 2, Paul's explaining how Jesus brings everyone together. Uh, it says, uh, he says, For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And he's brought all people together. He himself... Um, through his death on the cross, broke that, that wall of hostility, broke down that, those, those walls that we can be one, that we can be a family, that we can have peace with each other. Um, back in Ephesians 3, 8 through 9, to me, though, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace has been given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone that is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things. Uh, you know, Paul is just thrilled here that God has allowed him to be uh, uh, this bearer of good news, this, uh, to be able to share this, uh, with this multi-ethnic group of, of outsiders that have now become insiders, that have now been brought into uh, to Jesus' family. 
that Jesus is for them, um, that he's welcoming all to his family. Um, and this mystery being revealed here, uh, it's, it's, it's the culmination of, of, if we look at all through the Old Testament uh, and, and, and listen to Jesus, it's all pointing to his ultimate plan to be the Savior for all. Um, uh, some highlights through the Old Testament uh, that I want to share with you guys through. Um, God lays out his promise to Abraham in Genesis 12, uh, how he's going to bless uh, him with this huge family. Uh, and at the end, he says this. He says, and in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. Uh, he wasn't just, you know, Abraham wasn't just going to be blessed by all the things God did for him. He was going to use Abraham to bless all people because God loves all people. Uh, all's pretty inclusive there. He didn't leave anybody out. All families of the earth. Uh, God was already hinting at this plan, at this mystery that he was for, for everyone. Um, psalm 67 there's a, a beautiful psalm that brings up this idea that, that, that God loves everyone and that God is for everyone. Uh, psalm 67, may God be, the gracious, be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that, you may, that, you, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the people with equity. You guide the nations upon, and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, uh, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let, us. let all the ends of the earth fear him. A beautiful psalm that, that includes all the nations, everyone there. And Jesus himself, multiple times, I just picked one, but if you, follow, if you read through Jesus, he's always reaching out to those that are uh, oppressed and hurt and, and on the outside. Uh, Jesus himself reaches out to a Samaritan woman, which was unheard of by a Jewish man in the day. Um, and all because he wanted to offer her living water that only he could offer himself. He wanted to offer his salvation, his love, uh, to this woman that uh, was completely different. This was a radical uh, thing for somebody to do. And, and, I, and I, I know that there was people, that, and the Pharisees and, and other Jewish people were saying, Jesus, you can't be doing that. Um, but he did, because he loves all, and he, and he includes all. We need to reteach ourselves how God sees see people. Paul shared how the mystery is, is, it's a mystery no longer. Uh, God loves and wants everyone in his family. Knowing how God created us is, is, is an important step for us uh, to knowing this truth of the gospel. Um, many of us haven't really taken the time to think about how great it is that, uh, how, how God looks at his creation, his people. Uh, an important thing for us to understand is that God created all people. Um, and that we are all, and that all people are uh, the Imago Dei. Um, Imago Dei is, it's, it's fancy Latin for, uh, for image of God. Uh, in Genesis 1, 26 to 27, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, 
and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Being made in God's image is a, it's a marvelous thing. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, and we need to recognize that all man is created. All men and women are created in God's image. Um, God looks at, at all of humanity and he sees his, his wonderful masterpiece of artistry. He sees the beauty in, in everyone and how everyone is different and in his image. Of all the things that he created, and we look at all, we can look all over, we see our, the beautiful trees, we see mountains, we see, uh, we see animals and fish, and, and, and we love to, to look at the nature and the world that, that God has created. Of all the things that he made, humans are the only ones that he says, that, that he specifically says, this is made in my image. And that shows up in uh, that, we, that we as humans have some similarities with God. That's pretty, pretty amazing that we can have similarities with the, the almighty God. We have personalities. God is a personality. Uh, we can show creativity. God can show creativity. And he has with all his creation. Um, we have the uh, ability to, to, to rule and take care of, of, of the world that he has given us. Uh, it's, it, it's part of the, the plan that God has given humans. We don't share everything in God. Um, there's some things that, that we don't share. We, you know, we can't know everything and we can't be everywhere. Um, uh, but we share in, in some certain things that God says, I want to make my image in, in them. And there's a connection that we have with him. And here's one, and this is one of the ways that the gospel ends up not being good news to some people because some people have, have taught, taught the Bible wrong. Some people have very uh, awfully mis, misquoted and misused the, God's words. And, that, and they treated some people like they were less than others, less than themselves, uh, less than human that they were less than the image of God. That some people, because of the color of their skin, uh, uh, that they, they think that they do not possess beauty or creativity or authority, etc. all the things that, that God has created us. Um, so unless we have a, a full understanding of, of all humans being in the image of God, then the gospel ends up not sounding so good to, 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 to people. So when we see and hear the pain of, of our brothers and sisters of color bearing stories of being treated less than human, we need to listen because it's a serious violation of who they are. As we listen and hear that pain, we weep with them. We must reaffirm the beautiful, wonderful truth that they were made by God in his image. Uh, some of you know that I, I work in a special needs school. Um, I've been there for 15 years. I, I, I really, I love, I love my job. 
Um, it's, it's a hard job. Um, I'll, I'll tell you that there's, there's times where uh, it, it, I've been, uh, you know, uh, I've been seriously injured, I've been spit on, I've been cursed at, um, and, and pretty regularly. It's a, it's a, it can be a hard job. Um, but this idea of the image of God is actually what gives me my love for that job and my love for my students. Um, and I had to work at that. It was kind of hard sometimes. Um, but to look at a, you know, a young girl in a wheelchair who can, cannot speak and she can't hear um, and she can't see and she really can't move her body, uh, her gym class would end up being you know, me putting a ball in her hand and just massaging her hand and, and letting her open and close a ball. Um, it's, it's very hard, but when I, when I think of who God made her, that this young girl is, in the, the, is, is made in the image of God, it changes my perspective, and, and I can love her, and I can, I can care for her. Um, the same thing when uh, one of my students takes my glasses, curses at me, and breaks them in half. Um, pretty angry. But to recognize that he's made in the image of God. He is, uh, th- there's beauty and there's, there's uh, 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 amazing, amazingness that, that God loves him and has made him. And so that's a, a, a way that, you know, the, the idea of the image of God has, has changed my life and changed the way I, I interact and act. Uh, Jamar Tisby shares a story of two sanitation workers in 1968 who were, uh, they were killed when their unsafe garbage truck malfunctioned and uh, ended up killing both of them. Uh, And after this incident, uh, the black sanitation workers went on strike for better working conditions, uh, safer equipment, all things that we would all say that they deserve. Um, And during those, uh, during that strike, the phrase that they used to rally behind was, I am a man. And it broke my, breaks my heart to think that there, there's people in, in, in the world that would have to say, I am a man, for other people to recognize that this person is a man, this person is human. Uh, he, uh, Tisby goes on to talk of other phrases that uh, were used in the 60s and 70s and even to today. Uh, black is beautiful. It is beautiful to be black. I am somebody. And now today, black lives matter. Each of these statements tell an important, that tell the same truth and tell the same truth that the Bible teaches us. Um, each one is a cry out to be seen as made in the image of God, as, an, as, as, a, as, a, as a person that God has made and loves. We need to be a part of change in our world. A big step in that is, is recognizing that the, the image of God in everyone and celebrating that. Even though we're different in ourselves, we can still celebrate the fact that among our differences is still the beauty that God has made them in his image. We must teach our children, uh, and we must work and find ways that we can live it out. Uh, And and here at Collingswood, uh, that we can live it out as we live, speak, and serve as the presence of Jesus in our neighborhoods. I think it's an important thing for us to do. Um, I have two action points that come out of 
this idea of recognizing the, uh, the image of God in people. And the first one is that we need to recognize racism as sin uh, and, and, uh, and the ugly way that people often um, turn from recognizing how God has made them and look at them uh, uh, in, in as less than human. Um, even down to the way we joke and, we, and, and we, we, we make comments about things, we need to start recognizing that. And, and as, uh, as a brother in Christ, and I, I, I urge us, you know, in our home groups, whatever it is, to be able to, to come before people and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, the great good news is that, that, that Jesus offers forgiveness, that Jesus offers forgiveness when we don't see things, when we don't do things the way he wants to, he forgives us and, and he wants to change and work in our lives. Uh, the second point is to keep looking and leaning into lament. Uh, listening to people who are different from us, uh, hearing the pain and the sadness and the sorrow. Uh, when I look at racial reconciliation from, uh, from the church's perspective, I really think it's a minimum thing for us to do for, 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 uh, for our neighbors and for our people. Um, lament is a connection to us to love our neighbors. Uh, and as we, hear, um, as we hear others lament, we embrace and we dwell in the deep hurt and pain of racism. Um, and, and we learn to love. Uh, and then we, and when we lament ourselves, uh, we come before God who does not change, uh, who has a deep love for all his creation, um, because each and every one of them, um, he's made meticulously in his image. Uh, and so I, I, I pray that we keep uh, uh, praying for a heart change, um, that, we would, uh, that we would be changed by God, that we would love others, that we would see others as being created in the image of God. Hey, could that have been the best sermon ever? Eh, the odds are strongly not in its favor. Still, thanks for listening, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also check out our version of a preaching after party, the post-Sunday blues, a preaching post-mortem, on the same podcast feed, where you can go backstage with the sermon. Live, speak, and serve at you later.